that top down shit. Cruising on the motherfucking highway doing your goddamn thing. Ain't worried about a motherfucking soul. Just do you, baby. Retro player, player, and 64. Cruising USA Exotica, I need some votes. Hit the floors, cause I need that flower in this hoe. Nintendo Power with the power, you gon' run the show. Flow heavy on beats like a tampon. Shorty wasn't sucking dick while your man gone. Hit it once, now your ex wanna stand up. Hitting buck, hit the. Welcome everybody to Jeff versus the World. And this is a bully and a hipster sports talk week number three. As always, I got my man Shahid on the other end. What's going on, Shahid? <laughs> Nothing much. Just trying to enjoy my day the best way I can. Well, before one of us complains or talks about our team's loss and the other one talks about our win, <laughs> let's talk a little about a subject that we had touched week one, and that was the Antonio Brown situation. And the only reason I want to come back and uh, – talk about this subject is because week one I had a strong stance about the situation and again I had said he really didn't get in trouble off the field well since then <laughs> boy how's the how the world works uh he's all over the place and I just wanted to make it clear for anybody who listens to it, anybody and everybody who listens to this show that that's and I'm pretty sure from you too. You know, when it comes to some uh, rape and all that stuff, we're not down with that. And I don't know if it's true, uh, but yeah, your man got something to pickle, and for some reason, he decided after a second um, person came and said, you know, he did this to me or whatever it may be, he decided to threaten them. And Shahid, can you tell the people how he decided to threaten them? No, I mean, everyone who followed it kind of know he did what people shouldn't do but do all the time. Don't tweet when you're angry. Don't come after a person when it involves legal procedures. Like, let your lawyers handle it. Don't be like, you know, I'm going to show up at your crib and do all this stuff, especially when you're on thin ice, especially when your freedom's involved and when your money's involved. But obviously... <laughs> he doesn't have the will or wherewithal to know when to put the damn phone down and leave well enough alone. So now he's sitting around talking about, I'm done playing football. Yeah. And I just don't know where you're going to find another job making that type of money. Now, maybe he took care of his money that he has, but he's a big spender. As, as social media could be a test for, he's flashy, he lives, but maybe he's taking care of his money. I don't know. I just think it was a situation where all he had to do was be quiet and he still could have played Sunday. Now, I don't know how long it would have kept going because I know Belichick was getting irritated to answer those uh, questions about him. But also, I do know you went after him, so you had to know these questions were going to come. I mean, they the Patriots try to have it both ways. Like, if he had just kept his mouth shut, they would have handled that. Like, you know what, we're playing football. We'll let legal procedures handle that, yada, yada, yada. But no, once you start threatening people and everything like that, like you're already under scrutiny. It's like it's it ain't worth it. And it was obviously not worth it. Like, it's never about the crime. It's about the reaction to the crime. Like, I've always said Ray Rice, the biggest issue with him is it was a tape. It was a tape with Kareem. Like, we saw what happened with Ray Rice. We saw what happened with Kareem Hunt. We just heard what happened with Tyreek Hill. We never we didn't see it. So we just heard stuff and read stuff. And it's different when you actually see stuff with your own eyes. That's why one person gets an eight-game suspension. That's why one person doesn't get his job back. And that's why one person, you know, gets a four gets a three-year contract extension. And with Antonio Brown, it's like he kept giving stuff for people to see. He wouldn't know when to quit. And all that, like, you know, look what happened with Bob Kraft. What about me? Evil world we live in. So what? Nobody trying to hear that. Like it don't. That whole two wrongs don't make a right thing applies. Like just because they're wrong doesn't mean people are gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. It don't work that way. You know it don't work that way. And it just gets to a point where it's like just shut up. <laughs> That's all you had to do is just shut up. Shut up. Go out there and play football. Even if you, ah, I just don't understand. Like let 
the lawyers. Let anybody, you know, your outside team take care of all that. All you're supposed to do is go out there and play football because now it's just, it just makes you look not crazy. It makes you look insane because you got out of the Steelers, you went to Oakland, and, you know, everybody was like, oh, he knew what he was doing. He had this game plan. Nah, he ain't had no game plan. He just kind of lucked up into all of this. Then still the Patriots said, okay, come play for us. You're playing for the New England Patriots. All you got to do is go play football. Yeah, the Patriots ain't no sacred teams for whatever. So the whole thing is like just, just be quiet. Marshawn, look at all the stuff Marshawn Lynch did. And for all the scrutiny he was around, you know, it's like he never stood for the anthem. He sat down, ate his skittles. He just sat down, ate his skittles. Never got in trouble. You wonder why? He never talked about it at all. People asked, he had no comment. And it was out of sight, out of mind. They didn't see him. No one cared. Just think about that. He didn't even kneel. He like sat his ass down. What do you got to say? Nothing. I don't want to get fined. I'm just here to play ball. He just kept it moving. That's all you got to do. Keep it moving. Do, do whatever you want. Just don't talk about it. Learn. The whole thing is like this. If you're not going to be Richard Sherman, be Derek Jeter. Don't say nothing. Let other people say stuff. Be Kawhi Leonard. You know, just don't. Just play. You ever hear Matt Ryan talk? Uh, only when it comes to football. Yeah. I couldn't, <laughs> tell you what, I couldn't tell you what he sounds like. Russell Wilson finally started talking when he got some swag from Sierra. And all of a sudden, he sounded like somebody from Cooling the Game. Before that, he was like, oh, I'll just play ball <laughs> and drink my water. Don't say nothing. Just go out there and do your thing. Because it's like, you know, you could be, if you're not the articulate, verbose type, you're just going to put your foot in your mouth. And you're just going to have situations like this. And now everybody looking at him like he's insane. And he's not doing himself any favors. So, you know, let's say it went from 30 million to 15 million to a couple, 150 grand. Just from tweeting, tweeting and, and running in the wrong DMs. Like, DMs will get you in trouble. Oh, I'm sorry. Also, in the group chat, threatening someone's kids. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's yeah. Okay, yeah, he's right where he needs to be until he can get himself together and until this outside matter is taken care of. Yeah, go go play in the XFL. Um, but somebody I have heard talk on multiple <laughs> occasions since last season is Kirk Cousins, and this week I didn't pay attention to what he had to say because I was just excited that my team played another. Full game from defense, special teams, and offense. Oh, yeah, God. here we go. But I will tell you this: I'm not. I'm not gonna make a big deal. I know I was messing with you through Texas and stuff. It was the Raiders, so it wasn't like we beat anybody. Look, you play who's on the schedule? Yeah, you play on the schedule, but it wasn't a team that makes me say, you, "Oh, we did this to look, that." You play who's on the schedule. Don't get you know the wins. This is not college. You get the same amount. No matter who you beat, if it's a win, it's a win. If it's a loss, it's lost. This whole you only play who's on the schedule and you play nobody. It's an NFL game. It's not like you get to play a CFL team or XFL team. Like you play who you play. You beat who you beat. The, you know, every win, trust me, every win counts. So that I know it's like this true. whole, you know, well, it's just the Raiders. Like the Raiders, they're NFL team. They beat somebody. It's like, y'all got the win. Congratulations on having a $32 million game manager. <laughs> you know, just there. Yeah, like, you sounded kind of salty right there. Let me, have I'm my, just, let me have my week. Let me have my one you week. You had your week last week. You nah, your I had a bad like, week last week. I mean, Kirk Cousins, oh, he just threw 11 times and we won. Like, we can be like the Baltimore Ravens. Hey. Uh, okay. Let the defense and let the defense and run game just carry us the way we need to go. Yeah, that defense ain't good enough to just to have a game manager do that. But I'm glad you got the win. A win is better than a loss. I'm glad Dalvin Cook got to eat. But this whole we need to keep Kirk Cousins from ruining for y'all. How much y'all pay that man? And that's the game plan. Listen, as long, listen. As, he, as, long as he don't throw, we're fine. He can throw. We just don't need him throwing thirty and forty times a game. If it becomes yeah. a shootout, we in trouble. Okay, then why'd y'all pay him that much? Because we're stupid. Y'all could have got y'all could have did by Tyrod Taylor. We could have kept Teddy Bridgewater if that if that was what we wanted. We could have kept Teddy Bridgewater. Let's just you know, just don't let them hurt. Like it's too many teams like that where it's like you paying all this money. Like well, you know, 
we got to protect him from himself like he a crackhead. <laughs> That's how I see Kirk Cousins. Like, you know, just keep him out the club and let him get home at 8 o'clock and we'll be just fine. Have, okay. See, Scott had to sit there and watch last week's game. And I had to sit there and watch his games last season. I know what he's going to do now. Like, I tried to fool myself and really thinking like, oh, no, he's going to be good for us. No. He just needs to, hey, man, just don't blow this. Just don't blow it. It's no way. Let me ask you. Go ahead. Let me ask you a question. You ever see Clash of the Titans? Mm, the re- I, the, the recent may, one with Sam Worthington. Yeah, yeah I've seen him once. And that's what Kirk Cousins is, like Sam Worthington. You know why I'll, I'll bring out Clash of the Titans? Because that's a movie that's basically like a full cast of characters, great character actors, doing their best to just hold Sam Worthington up. Like, all you got to do is <laughs> don't screw up for two weeks. Two hours. We got everybody else. We got Liam Neeson. We got Ray Fiennes. We got Mads Milkerson. Like any good actor worth a damn, we got. We're going to put you in there to try to make you look good. And all you got to do is just stand there and look good and don't mess it up. And that's that's what Kirk Cousins is. That young actor being carried by everybody else. And y'all paying him like he Tom Cruise. And that's the problem. I, I was going more. I, I would go more with Scott Eastwood, but Sam Worthington really works too. No, because Sam Worthington is, you know, Sam Worthington. He, you put him in the right movie, and everything else works right. It works. When has Scott Eastwood ever been, you know, the point of a movie where it worked? So that's why I say Scott Eastwood. It's easy to say Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood is just a pretty face. That's somebody like you know, I would like Brock Osweiler. I went embarrass Kirk Cousins like that he's better than that but it's like he's a guy if everything else is working right you know yeah, it's good they only threw 10 or 11 times we keep doing that he can be like Rex Grossman and Trent Dilfer <laughs> that's, that's what you try to do that's, that's your goal if I'm good enough I might be a journeyman that's just there and get the credit listen listen. I, I, I you... hope I'll be better than Mikey Whip. <laughs> you need to keep the taxes on the low everybody don't need to hear everything I be texting you Rex Grossman is fine. Rex Grossman, what he did, what, what I'm saying, okay, this is what I'm saying. I would rather, this is me personally, I don't know what they, I don't know what they actually tell him and, you know, when they practice and when they go to game planning and stuff. But what I've noticed is this. And he is great the first 15 plays. You know why, especially on offense, because they all scripted. They already know what they're going to do the first two series probably. After that, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a draw to luck. It's like whatever gonna happen is gonna happen because I don't know. I you just so, don't know. So the and so the Andy Reid plan, you know, the first Sutton plays are scripted and everything like that, and it's just oh god, we can we get a better level quarterback? It's it's y'all paying him to be more than that. I and know. That's my whole point. Like if he's a game manager, that's fine, cool, but you. I don't have anything against Red Lobster. If you pay $40, $40 at Red Lobster for a single meal, then you made a mistake. <laughs> I mean, that's money that could be better used <laughs> elsewhere. It's like, but I mean, it is what it is. Y'all got what y'all got. And it's like, you know, I just laugh because people, we play three games. So people already overreact one way or the other. So it's like people make certain predictions about this guy's good, this guy's not good, this team's great, this team's not great. And I always tell people, you gotta wait till November. Mm, that's true too. Not even October. You gotta wait till November. You gotta play at least like seven, eight games, and then you get an idea. Because when we get to my team, as you can tell, I'm not really that mad about my team. Oh no, I know. Contrary to belief, because it's kind of like I know why they are where they are, and that stuff that can be easy to rectify. I just laugh where you know what happened with that guy. You excited about Kirk Cousins? That's good. I see what happened to Carolina. They excited about their QB. I see what happened to the Giants. Oh, maybe Dave Gettleman was right about Daniel Jones because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers blew a lead oh, and missed the field. No. So now he's a winner. Like, yeah. Let's see how much you win. Saquon Barkley might be out the next two months. And maybe it'd be nice if Daniel Jones don't the Odell Beckham. But, you know, you showed them you're going to be a man's man. So, yeah. Like, have we learned our lesson with Jimmy Garoppolo and, like, all these other quarterbacks? Like, wait till, you know, they have more than like a good month and then you pay him like he's had a good career because it's 
I brought that name up for a reason. Because look how people look at Jimmy Garoppolo and look at people how people look at Jacoby Brissett. Who would you rather have at the salaries you got right now? Jacoby Brissett. Easy. <laughs> Easy. And look how they look when they first came. Jacoby said, oh, you know, he's a nice project. He could run around and move stuff around. He might be like a skinny Tyrod Taylor. Because all they do is compare black quarterbacks to other black quarterbacks. And it's like, you know, he got a bridge deal. Two years, pay him okay money, decent money, not like star money. And they get a discount. Like, if you had somebody like Jacoby Brissett playing at that level, you fine. You just fine. You don't have to worry about the quarterback level. They get him cheap. And look at San Francisco. Jacoby Brissett, um, Jimmy Garoppolo put, put together a good month, and they pay him like he was Steve Young. And look how that turned out. Are, are you sure about Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm not, but I got some 49 um, people who. Uh... Oh, they, they got the contract set up. <laughs> It's not it's not that hard to like make a cut if they want to move forward. But it's kind of like you got to be careful about this whole I saw him go for a few weeks. I'm going to throw the bag at him like ah, slow, slow that down. But, you know, it's the NFL. You get excited. Carolina might be in that same boat where, you know, they could cut Cam Newton next year. And that's only a two million dollar cap hit, say 20 million dollars. And you know about Carolina, like, you know, I don't know about that boy Cam. He trying to be a model. He need to be playing football. He might be washed up after one game. You know, I think, and this is me closing with my whole Minnesota, now I'll let you go to the Eagles. My whole thing is I'm just excited that I see the potential. And I'm really excited just because Dalvin Cook is back. Because when we uh, got him, I was excited because I was like, okay, you know, we're going to have a, a a good to decent running game if we can have a decent offensive line. That's what we got in there, a decent offensive line, although they have played better week to week to week. Um, so that's all. I mean, I am I told you my whole thing about can we make this – no, I'm over that now. I think we could be a playoff team, um, and I just think that the, the role that – the role that we have Kirk Cousins in – is the role that it is what it is. It ain't nothing more. It ain't nothing less. Like, I'm not going to sit here and brag about him because I know the, sh- the other shoe can drop. And it'll be like, oh, boy, he didn't do it. He picks, picks, picks. <laughs> and then, you you know, you hit me off on week one when you was like, yo, when have y'all really drafted a good quarterback? And I had to really sit back and think, like, we've never even drafted a good quarterback. What I got to say, go back to Fran T- Frank Tarkinson just to say, oh, we had a good quarterback. I'm watching it. <laughs> anyway, we can. We can, we can uh, was it Eric? Was it Eric? Cram- Eric? Oh, I'm about to say Eric Cram, but like he was, he was a lion. So, damn. <laughs> I was talking. I was straight off just a great. Let's say a drafting a quarterback. I was like, yo, we really haven't drafted a it, just a good quarterback. Oh, boy, because I can tell you one thing. I'll never forget this night when we drafted uh, Christian Ponder. Uh, mm-hmm. He he looked like a QB, white guy, had height, had an arm. I remember people laughing. They picked it like, oh, you know, you give him time, he'll prove that he was ass. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Like, but don't worry, every team does that, even smart teams, because it's like if you big and white and can move. That's all. That's all it takes. Let's take it to Philly. Let's let's talk about your. Uh... Philadelphia Eagles and after seeing the game I, I understand everything that you were telling me now I know Carson Wentz sitting somewhere like Jesus Christ please give me the strength to be a good man because <laughs> he cool. gotta be pissed it's, you know why I'm not mad because you know it's cliche like if it's a play here play there thing change whatever I'm like two drops the difference between one and two and three and oh yeah that's period basically that's because the Eagles have played sloppy in their losses. They play sloppy in their wins. But it hasn't been like, you know, they can't compete or they can't hang. Like, they should have beat Atlanta. They could have, like, you know, there was a lot of stuff went wrong. They didn't beat Atlanta. Atlanta won. They could have beat Atlanta. That Detroit game was just, just obnoxious because they just kept shooting themselves in the foot and kept giving chances and kept getting chances and getting chances, kept shooting themselves back in the foot. And if you're not kept, if you don't hold on to the ball, and you don't get turnovers, you're not going to win. 
and Carson Wentz is like hitting people right in the hands, right square in the hands. It's like drops that's missing first downs, drops that's missing touchdowns. And it's just like, it's aggravating because he's like, oh, you know, like if Deshaun Jackson's there or Alshon Jeffrey, we're talking a different game. We're talking a different scenario. And Eagles fans know that. Most people know that. But Eagles fans like, they wanted to. Maybe the Super Bowl was a fluke. This team is trashed. I'm like, relax. It's early in the season. Like, just chill out. Let things play out. You know, don't write off the season. Don't write off anything else. Like, if you watch the Detroit game, there's nothing that's watched, that you watch that game would think the Eagles don't have a chance to compete. So it's like, they played a sloppy game. They still should have won. Even with drops and mistakes, you know, two fumbles while running back, drop passes, and another fumble while receiver, more drop passes, drop touchdowns. Um, the refs. <laughs> I know I complained about the refs last week, and I said I'm going to get too much into it. I don't know what you need to do to get a face mask. If you turn a helmet completely 180 degrees and take it off the man's head, he could have broke Miles Sanders' neck. The referee was right there and no call. You know how bad a call has to be when everybody on Twitter complains about it? And it wasn't like the Eagles game was a national game. It was like if you weren't watching, if you don't have direct TV, it was a local game, you didn't see it. And I was on Twitter. Picking on Twitter, that play happened, and I hope on Twitter, and like sixteen different people retweeted, complained about like, but you got to shoot somebody, like that shit was abominable, and I'm just watching it and I'm laughing, and then you know games getting farther down, I figured Detroit kicked the field goal, then they need a touchdown, and then it's a block, and I was just gobsmacked because you know you know, field goal blocks just unexpected anyway, so when you see them, you take it. Malcolm Jenkins gets the block. Very returning. Oh, they had the 20-yard line, field goal range. Oh, illegal block in the back. So a dude ran into another dude, so we're going to bring that back. And I'm just like, when that happened, I'm like, they're not going to win this game. He was like, oh, don't worry. Give a chance. I'm like, I've seen this enough. They're not going like to If it was the regular players in, regular receivers, fine. I miss too many people had stone hands, so, you know, so all they, all they need to do is field goal range. And then – I don't know what was worse. The fourth down play they converted with Sproles that was called back for offensive pass interference, which was the third time they got called with offensive pass interference, or the fourth down play where they hit J.J. Arkega Whiteside, Mr. Drafting for get jump balls, right in his hands. He catched the ball, it's first and goal. Right in his hands, bounce off. And I see that first, like, oh, maybe he got tipped. And then they showed a replay and didn't get tipped. And yeah, I just was like, well, I'm going to stay off Eagles Twitter because it's about to be harsh. And I would be remiss if not bringing up the whole fire, the whole man saving babies dropped out of fire. So I'm like, yeah, I called him. <laughs> I like Aguilar. And then gave the look and like that front, like, yeah, like I, don't, I ain't dropped no baby like he dropped a pass. I'm like, that's Philly sports. And Aguilar right there is like, you know, I'm glad you were here, bro. I'll get you tickets so you and your family can see the next home game. And everybody say, oh, it's good that he handled it like a man. I'm like, wow, he's the only one that did. Because everybody else is calling him all, you know, ready to ship him out. And I had my issues with him, obviously. But I don't know if the whole thing, like, you know, you need to lock him up or joking about, you know, babies and fires. And that whole, that's how Philly fans really are. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was funny, but it wasn't a good look. It wasn't a good look at all because I'm just like, really? We talking about lives here. You talking about a, a game. Um, what I will say is that is like you told me, he had he had two touchdowns and it was like it didn't even happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, one fo- no one focused on it because they focus on the mistakes. And it's like it wasn't just regular mistakes. They were big mistakes. One drop stopped the dr- one drop stopped the drive because I got first down. One was near like, you know, the two minute close to two minute warning. You just made a football move and just drop it. It's like they lost by three. They, you know, it's like that's three points, right? It's those mistakes were critical mistakes. And they happen after last week making mistakes. And that's why I don't worry about quarterback wins. I told you about last week, quarterback wins and losses. Like Carson Wentz played his ass off. And that's just going to count as a loss by him because people dropping the ball. It had nothing to do with him. 
absolutely nothing. Like, he didn't play a perfect game. It was like some passes he missed that could have been touched down. It was like, there's plenty of passes he hit people right in their hands, and it is dropping the ball. And the same thing happened last week. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones is a hero because Tampa Bay missed the field goal. <laughs> and it's like, oh, maybe he might be the one to take over for the legend of Eli Man. I guess Dave Gettleman got the last laugh. If he thought he was so good, why did he waste time with Eli in the beginning of the season anyway? You should have started him then. If you thought he was there, like, what are you doing? It's true. It's true. I've I've enjoying seeing. Well, I've been enjoying watching Giants fan talk about Daniel Jones because either you like, either you're really excited about what you saw, or either you're like, oh, I gotta see, you know, I gotta see more. And right now, the people who are really excited is like sixty forty. Mm-hmm. Let's see how excited they are when you don't got a running game. Yeah, because that's definitely gonna hurt. Yeah, uh, it, it sure it sure will hurt. We seen Dak Prescott when Zeke's not there, and it's not a pretty sight. So, uh, let's say you know if Dan Jones got it. He got it. It'd be nice if he had like a receiver like Odell Beckham to throw to. But wow. I guess we won't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I guess we'll never know because maybe they'll get a draft pick, and maybe they'll draft somebody half as good as Odell Beckham. Like, so I'm not worried about. At least the Giants can sleep well knowing that they aren't the worst team in the division because the Redskins exist. And did you watch any of that rock fight last night? What did that tell you? I, I started and I was like flipping channels and I was looking and I was just like, this game is just ugly and nasty and I'm irritating me because nothing was happening. And I was just like, I'm not watching this shit. So I just never went back to it. So the way you talk about Kirk Cousins is how Chicago fans talk about Trubisky with good nature. It's like, oh, you know, throw some screen passes and outs and make sure he don't throw left and you good to go. Didn't y'all draft him second? <laughs> like, make sure he don't throw left. Like it's, like, it's, like it's mad with a broken controller. Like, you got to if uh, – I I watched that game and I'm like, they making his – as you should make as easy as possible, I'm like, this guy ain't it. And they know he ain't it. And it's like, you, it's just, but it's not even, it's not even that embarrassing. They're playing the risk and the risk is the worst. Like they trying to, oh, I, we know Khalil makes a thing. What are we going to do? Not block him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm watching some of those, I'm watching some of those things. like, okay, did he, did somebody miss? Like, no, we just going to. We're just going to move the play away from him, leave him on block, and hope Case Keenum get it off in time. I'm sure that'll work out right. Like, what are you What are you doing? If 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 anybody knows, I know Case Keenum will hold on to that ball too long. So, yeah. Uh, boy, I'm like, that game is just, you know, that's why I sent you. I wish people heard half the stuff we say to each other while you watch the certain things. Because I'm like, last week, someone, oh, you know, you should just kept Case Keenum. And it's just like, nah, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what I do know is that if it was anybody other than the Redskins, I may have, I may have actually watched that game. But even, or if they put the rookie in, but I know why they didn't put him because no way, do not do that to him at all. Yeah, it's like you, you don't want to put. I know this the thing about you know playing them, getting rushed there like that. It's like you got to put in a position to win. If Trent Williams isn't there, and you can't protect your QB. You just gonna get them beat up, like it's you not winning anything this year, at all. You already know this. It's no rush. You don't gotta worry about money because them losers in DC already know the team trash. They still gonna spend money. Everybody know what the damn deal is. Like that's the thing. <laughs> unlike some, unlike Cowboy fans and Giants fans, ain't no false hope going Redskins. They haven't had hope since RG three blew his knee out. Yeah, they were done. Yeah. God, when he when his knee died, even with Kirk Cousins, they knew it was like, yeah, because keep in mind, Minnesota fans might be mad about overpaying him, and a lot of it wasn't a whole bunch of Redskins fans all that mad about him leaving. It's like, mm, I guess they weren't they weren't up in arms about it. And something to be said about that: you lose your starting quarterback and you ain't that mad. It's like, oh, you know, Alex Smith was cool. I got they tried to justify paying Alex Smith, who was older, had worse numbers. They was like, oh, well, you know, right system. He could do something unlike this bozo that was here. I remember getting uh, two messages from Redskins fans. They were like, good luck, and y'all can have them. And I was just like, mm-hmm. wow, okay, it is what it is, I guess. 
Yeah, so what's that's there? It's kind of like they that team will never be good as long as Daniel Snyder's running the team. And at least with the Cowboys, Jerry Jones has some people around him with level success. And they have the whole cachet of being America's team. So that garbage will always be there. And they got talent. The Redskins are just toxic. Like they were doing sex they had sex trafficking charges with their damn cheerleaders. Like this just they that's up from top to bottom. It's just a toxic ass franchise. Even the name. It's like, come on now, it's 2019. And y'all out there, oh, it's a, you know, it's tradition. This <laughs> is yeah. make them feel good. And you out there whopping, whopping and painting your face like it's I I just it's funny as being an NFC East fan. I could be all high and mighty about the ethics of the other teams. Not because the Eagles, like, you know, this great paragon of virtue. They just win by, you know, process of elimination. Like, you know, Jeffrey Lurie ain't an asshole. And he let his players protest. But we did, you know, have Riley Cooper playing around after he said what he said. But between the damn Maras, <laughs> Jerry Jones and Daniel Snyder, good Lord. It's kind of like, <sighs> at least I don't have to worry about charity with an owner like that. Yeah, and you know um, what's interesting about all this, especially in you know your, your division, is that the Cowboy fans have woken up on social media, and I'm just like, I'm not gonna like this season at all because uh-huh. three and, I, I am three and O can really. Who I'm seeing too much old. Oh. It's just we, it, them, we them boys. We back. No, I want them to be happy. I want them to be you know plumped up. Yeah, I, I had. The Cowboy fam friends with she got mad to me. Oh, they say we ain't play nobody, but nobody say about the Patriots. I wish they beat the Cowboy. I'm like, people get a patient to benefit out because they win. They consistently win. The last time y'all was high, you know what was good when the Cowboys was consistently good? The Sega Genesis. And Death Row Records. And where are they at now? Like, we talk about close to 25 years. Y'all been mediocre. And it's like, oh, people always talk about the Cowboys. I'm like, yeah, because y'all walk around like Crips and Blood territory. Like, look at me, cuz. And then be like, why y'all mad? Like, y'all bring that on yourselves. Just shut up. But no, I like seeing them win. The only thing I like better than seeing them lose is seeing them win. No, it's not going anywhere. Because like, yeah, you know, they got the offensive formula now. Move Dak Prescott around. And, you know, have him move in the pocket and play action. And now we got something. He might be an MVP candidate. Maybe he'll make 40, but not. I'm like, yeah, just keep building that up. I just I just love hearing that. Get to see the we them boys and show the triplets again. And we got the new triplets like that. What <laughs> I both know, they ain't winning a goddamn thing. Like, we already know that. Like. We know. So I'm not even worried about the Cowboys one bit. Let them have, you know, let them win. Let them have their fun. Yeah. I've seen this before with Tony Romo teams. Like, I know how this story ends. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. This is is not something new. I've seen them have great records with Tony Romo, and the playoffs come, and you see what happens. If you – anything about that team don't make you think they get smoked by somebody with a good offense – in the playoffs, no. Like they look like they beating who they playing. They look good doing it. It's not like, oh, well, now Dak Prescott, he finally he moving around in a pocket now. Well, congratulations on getting out the Stone Age. Like, cool. <laughs> you think you think I about really worry about Jason Witten? <laughs> like, come on now. Like, that's gonna be your red zone weapon, his old ass. Oh. He was old and washed up like six years ago. Uh, well, like imagine if the Falcons brought back Tony Gonzalez, I'm like, oh, we got something right here. And people would laugh at that. At least Tony was like had athletic abilities. <sighs> okay, I gotta talk about Jason Whitney. Oh boy, we both know he's going in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. And we both know he don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I will say this: when I think of great tight ends, Jason Whitney is not even in my first five. I believe maybe not. Was, even. He, was he ever the best tight end of his era? No, at all or second best. No, he was he what he was was the dude that came to school every day, never missed a day. He was there and he was <laughs> and he did he did the best of his ability. And you, he got to go watch. Here you go. 
I mean, like, no offense to the Miz, he's the Miz of tight ends. Like, yeah. I mean, he just he put up numbers because he was there, but it was nothing about oh, you know, well, oh, Jason went dependable and he could block. Whoop de doo! Like that's if he had had that same career on like the Tennessee Titans. Is anybody talking about Jason Witten? No, no, no one's talking about Jason Witten because nobody's talking about Delaney. No one's talking about Delaney Walker, and Delaney Walker played six more years. I'm like, he just put up numbers. And he's on the Cowboys, so we saw him eight yard out little curl pass. He get a little four-yard touchdown. And, you know, he had a good story. So it was like you saw him all the time. So you get gassed up. Like, that's that's all he is. He's Jay Novacek if Jay Novacek didn't get hurt. Yeah. I always wonder why people would be trying to talk that Jason Witten stuff. And I'd just be looking at them crazy. I mean, it's a way to look at his numbers like, oh, he's in top five in this and da-da-da-da-da. And it's, I'm like, you look deeper, you look at his numbers like, has anyone ever thought he was the best tight end in the league? Any season he played? Mm-mm. No. Like, it's, I mean, that's just how it worked. Like, he just, he's John Stockton. A worse version. Because John Stockton, the same, same person, like, you know, put up a whole lot of numbers. People say, you know, John Stockton is definitely a Hall of Famer. Because he was very, he was very good to even great. All If you're not going to be the all-time leader in assistant steals and not go to Hall of Fame. It might have been two or three seasons he was NBA all all NBA first team and he played almost 20 years. Yeah. Like, was there ever a time like John Stockton, the best point guard in the league? No. No, but he could run the hell out that pink pick and roll. Yeah. So it's like it's never it's never a time when I saw Jason win. I'm like, I'm watching greatness right here. <laughs> like never. Oh ever, he, he could have stayed ever. in the booth. He could have stayed in the booth, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he was he's trashing the booth. That's why he ain't staying in the booth. Well, um closing out one more thing I want to talk about is the young gunners got it going uh this weekend. That was uh the Chiefs quarterback of Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens. And I gotta say, Patrick Mahomes is a damn cheat co- how? Like some of the stuff he do is like, okay, yeah, but Man, it's just like he created. He got created on the game. You created your quarterback, and he can do everything. Everything that you want him to do, he can do. And I'm just like, it's insane the things he can do. And I think sometimes people are not. Mm, what's the word I want to use? They they accept it and they talk about it. But they're not really seeing it, if that makes any sense. It's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he did that or whatever and stuff like that. But it's like, I don't remember somebody other than Vic. And I'm trying to think of somebody else, but I can't. They really came in the league and, like, smashed the league as far as the quarterback position. I mean, we've had situations like that, like, for, like, a short time. Like, you know, first time you saw Randall Cunningham. Okay. Because it's kind of like, you didn't because it's like, you had nobody doing Randall Cunningham did back then. Yeah. Like, you know, somebody that could run that fast, that tall with that type of arm. And it's like, I don't know what to do with this. You know, like another one like Michael Vick, RG, RG3 and Kaepernick, you know, come like people forget how good RG3 was before he got hurt. And they definitely forget Colin Kaepernick was a, they was like, is this the future? When he was going in Green Bay and demolishing the Packers, when the Packers were great, they was like, is he going to change the league? Yeah. Like it's people tend to forget that now because they think about all the other stuff. Like it was a time was like this might be the future of the league. So now, yeah, you not only have Patrick Mahomes with his talent, you have him with a mad scientist that's Andy Reid. Like Andy Reid's been doing this for a long time, and he knows how to maximize QBs. He definitely knows how you know to get the best out of it. And it's kind of like he always keeps up with the you know with the times. He always keeps up with the trends, and like you know he has his issues. Like anyone else, but one thing about offensive planning is not an issue. So not you got somebody, you have somebody with that skill set that they got a year to basically mold and get rid of bad habits and work on things. And like you know, they let they let Alex Smith know they let Alex Smith go. They could have easily been fine with Alex Smith. They knew what they had with Patrick Mahomes. Like you know what? Cool. I'm done driving a Maxima. I'm driving a Bentley now. 
Like I'm past. That's basically, and that's what he did. Like he watched him, and Baltimore is a good defense, yeah. and Baltimore is a good team, and they basically had to play like you know what? We gotta gamble and be risky because we ain't stopping Kansas City. And the worst thing about it is like they're not even looking that sharp yet, Kansas City. Like imagine when you know everything's you know everything's hitting when Tyreek mm-hmm. back. Like ain't nobody barring injury or bad weather. Ain't nobody stopping them in the AFC. I don't care who it is. You can talk about New England all you want. Bill Belichick, he, he can plan. You can't plan that. <laughs> like, you cannot. We saw what happened last year, and it ain't no regression. Like, he's putting up better numbers this year than he did last year, and it ain't no Kareem Hunt. Like, it does. they got enough skilled players where you can take out one or two, and it does not make a difference. Still you not, keeps on going. The train just keeps moving and moving and moving. And, and his best players, like some of his best players, the one that got called back for penalties. Like the man's a monster. He can, when you have a team where they can score in two or three plays at any given time, it we talk. It changes how you play the game because just like either we keep the ball out of their hands and hope for the best and hope you know 15, 16 play drives and we don't make any mistakes, which puts a stress on your offense because like those long drives is easy to mess up. Or we just hope we get a shootout. And it's like, how many teams you think can go toe to toe with Kansas City? Um, nobody. Maybe. I mean, it's maybe I mean, the it's, Saints. Maybe in any given. Well, not I'm like any given game. It's like a team, like you know, here and there. Like you know, if New England with a game, everything healthy. If Philly's healthy or anything like that, maybe the Rams, maybe the Saints. It ain't that many. And it's kind of like you got to play perfect to beat. Like, I bring up the Super Bowl with the Eagles and the Patriots. The Eagles basically had to play perfect to beat them. Like, Tom Brady played his ass off. They, I think they put it once the entire game. Once. It's like, you know, and when you play a team like that, like, you basically cannot, and most you can make is one mistake. It takes a lot of pressure to, like, not make a mistake. And the only thing you hope for is, like, you know, you catch them on a bad day and you take advantage of that defense. If Patrick Mahomes is not having a bad day, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. And not to sneeze, uh, I mean, I know it was in uh, Lamar Jackson. He, you know, it didn't start off well for him, but. Um, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson going to be a star, and yeah. everybody that knows that. And it's just this whole, we're going to turn to a slot wide receiver. This stuff looks like nonsense. And I just laugh because people going to still make the same mistakes they always make. You know, it's like, because I even hear now on tour, like, is he really good? He's just throwing the great guys. They wide open. How good is he? I'm like, all right. You go ahead and talk yourself out of that if you want, because, you you know, you saw some big six-foot-five white guy. That they got biceps and think that's the wave. Like, do that if you want. People still don't like. <sighs> People are talking about changing receiver quarterbacks, black quarterbacks to receivers in like the fifties and sixties, and it's almost twenty twenty, and we still talking about that. Yeah, it's almost the whole um, what is it, the Cordero Stewart thing again? We uh, never, we <laughs> have, we still haven't learned, you know. And as an Eagles fan. I had to hear about playing the quarter, playing the pocket, be disciplined with three separate black quarterbacks. I had to hear it with Cunningham. I heard it with McNabb. I heard it with Vic. It's like, it's this whole, we just hear this thing. And now I got Carson Wentz and <laughs> I don't know what they hear now. It's just kind of, it's just funny watching because watching, everyone knows he's real good. And right now, everyone knows it's like, you know, he can't throw to himself. But it's kind of like, it's almost funny where it's almost like he's like a, a Aaron Rodgers with no help thing where they're not blaming him because, like, he got trash. But it's temporary. So that's why I'm not, I saw I'm not mad about it. But it's like, it's it's hard to be even killed. It's like, oh, they won and two. They lose a Green Bay, Green Bay one and three season. I'm like, no, it's not. It's like, chill and relax. Like, I'm going to watch Thursday night. I'm going to be on Twitter. I'm gonna hear all the hot takes and all this, and it's like you know, it's Carson Wentz truly close. Maybe they should have kept Nick Foles. Nick Foles somewhere with like a sling on his on his arm because he got a broken collarbone. 
And they got their own and they got their own young quarterback with his porn mustache who loves football so much he tried to break his hand to get a red shirt year. <laughs> you hear that story? No. Dude. Yes, Gardner, Gardner Minshew has been around. And one of the stories was he, you know, he felt like he wasn't getting enough time at one of the colleges he was, he was at. And to get a red shirt year so he could have more college time, he tried to take a hammer. And break his hand. And he couldn't break it because, like, he couldn't hit himself hard enough to break his hand. So it was just swollen for a few weeks. This man loves football so much that he tried to maim himself to get the chance to play no. more football. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, wow. I don't even have the words for that right there. That's that's interesting. Crazy. But, I mean, hey, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't even know what to say to that. I can't even think about loving something. Let me see. No, no. I do want to. I do want to say something. So, um, Eagles players have been kind of like feisty on Twitter because one, Alshon was like, "I hear I went on social media. Y'all talking that shit. I hope y'all keep that same energy later in the year." And then um, Fletcher Cox posted because a writer T.J. Lane posted somebody you know about a center getting a block say. One underrated move for the Lions in the offseason has been moving player right now. The center strong and athletic, doesn't get overpowered. Take a look at this textbook back block on perennial All-Pro 91. And I saw that going on. Oh, you know, great block. Fletcher Cox didn't think it was a great block because he quoted said, good thing you retired because Ray Charles can see me tripped up. Hell, my 10-year-old nephew could push you over from already falling down. Hashtag clown. And then the guy's like, Oh, actually, it's a former lineman that put that. Bro, don't be sensitive. We all know you tripped. You too proud to admit it was a nice block by the center, though. And everybody's like, um, why you backpedaling? Ain't what you said the first time. Like, it went from a great block that you dominated all pro to, oh, we saw you tripped, but it was still a good block, right? It's like, yeah, you can't be calling players out then get mad if they call back. Like, players will clap back these days. That's the one thing about 2018-2019. Players will clap back on you, especially you know. Don't be don't be quoting them. Don't be putting shame on their name. They be bad when they clap. Got pride. So y'all are really out here being spicy, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like they they but a year removed from winning the Super Bowl, and everybody like they trash. It's like if you make it to the top of your field in a competitive sport like football. Or anything else, you're gonna feel a certain way when people like you know calling you garbage. Like I made, we make joke about players. It was like, ain't none of them real. Well, some of them are bad, but they most of them are like better at their jobs than people will ever be in anything they do in life. And people always say, I get to have an opinion, I get to say something, yada yada yada. But when someone else says something back, oh, you just need to shut up and play football. I'm like, why don't you shut up and file those paperwork? Nobody tell you to do that, Mr. Office Max guy. Like, get <laughs> job. Why athletes gotta shut up and not do anything? Like, you get to talk about them play, but they don't get to do that. Uh, that's just the way. That's the way the world is, man. It's easy for us to say something. Ooh, is it real easy for us to say something? Because. You know what? Social media has made it that way. But that's another subject. Um, So y'all have the Thursday night game, which, thank goodness, that's a good game to watch against the Packers. And my Aaron Rodgers. I get to hear Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Rodgers back? And da, da, da. Like, what's wrong with the Eagles? Are the Eagles, are they in trouble? And should they trade for Jalen Ramsey? I know the Eagles fans are calling for that. They, they would chant for Jalen Ramsey's name at the end of that game. And I've seen the hat. I've 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 seen it. I've seen a little hashtag. I forgot what it said, but oh yeah, y'all want them bad. Well, they. I'm. My whole thing is like this. They're not afraid of making big moves for players they want, but they made certain calculations that are not looking well right now. They is like you know, no, nah, we don't need to David Clowney because we don't want to spend that type of money on defensive linemen because we're already spending a certain amount of money on linemen and we draft these young guys and we need to see what they're doing. And it's like, that's not working well when none of them have any sacks. They're getting pressure they got getting sacks. Oh, you know, could have trade for make a fix, Patrick. We not. We got young guys. Do we really want Jalen Ramsey? We got, you know, now Ronald Darby just been getting torched. He's out for a month. You know, it's like, 
I mean, the whole point is this. The team is in their prime. You got a window right now. You're not going to – it's more likely not you're not going to draft anybody that's as good as Jalen Ramsey right now or next year. They got enough money to pay him. They don't mind paying cornerbacks. If you can get him, you get him. Just like stop dicking around and be hoping like, you know, oh, well, maybe we'll wait and see how this work out. You wait and see when you're like a eight and 18 or like nine and seven. They were talking about Eagles, a Super Bowl contender. Don't be you cannot be dicking around like we hoping for the best and hope things work out in November. Because if the Cowboys have a big lead in the division, you fight for a walk, walk hard spot. And you had a chance to fill holes and you didn't out of misplaced arrogance. Super Bowl champion or not, you're gonna have you're gonna have the type of type of question that you will not have a good answer to. And right now, management should never look look at never look at fans for like, you know, ask the fans what to do. But that noise is there and that noise is present. And it's it's kind of violent at this point. Like, he's there. If you can get him at a reasonable price. Go get him. You make the team better, and you set. You keep waiting around, like, let's wait and see how things play out. And they're like, no, because it's, yeah. The noise is going to get more. The noise is going to get bigger and bigger, and it's kind of like it's on them. Like, they, when are players that good on, when are players that great available? Oh, I know. And that's why I was, I'm surprised that the move hasn't been made yet from y'all. Yeah. I think it's not necessarily us. I think it's more Jacksonville, the owners, like, well, maybe we're going to try to keep him because we, because we won one game. Maybe I'll change things. Like he ain't staying like top, like the whole thing is he wants to win. He wants to be respected. Tom Coughlin does not respect him. Tom Coughlin has the job. So if you're not getting rid of Tom Coughlin, what are you doing? Like, he can get paid wherever, so the money is not a thing. If he doesn't want to be there, and you're not fixing the issue of why he wants to be there, it's no point in him being there. You trade, you trade him. And anyone who thinks like a player will make a difference, look at the Bears. Look, look at the difference that happened with Khalil Mack on the Bears. Mm-hmm. He changed their team. Just that one move right there completely changed their team to the point where if they had a good quarterback, they'd be a Super Bowl contender. And we have to deal with that this week in Chicago, I believe. Ooh, this, don't try to block him with a tight end. That's all I got to say. Oh, boy. It, it's, this is going to be a rough game. I think we had the 4 o'clock game. And I will be home and I will be watching and I will be cussing at the TV a lot. You like that? <laughs> but on that note, we'll close out week three. Uh, we will be back next week or week four and the aftermath of our teams. Uh, yeah. And we will sign it off from here. I'm out. Peace.